0: And now, Wolf Fights Open Mic. The Bass Jackers.
1: I just came home, actually, from tour. Hey, guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank.
0: Wolf Fights DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, Open Mic. How's it going, Wolf Pant? Welcome back to another episode of our Open Mic podcast. This time, I'm joined by Zookeeper. How's it going?
1: I'm all right, man. Um, You know... It's uh it's pretty wild. I was out there uh at the Venice Beach protest yesterday, which was a little it was actually really nice, it was peaceful.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's kinda where I, I think I wanted to to start here. Uh just kinda to briefly talk about it. So yeah. I know we've had you know we've had things going on here with the pandemic and you know, just with everything that's transpired over the last week, uh week or so. Yeah. Um so it I mean it's crazy time for everybody how is it for you, like, seeing it through, just through through your vantage point?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, obviously, the the combo of these two things happening at once is is just wild, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the one thing I've noticed is, like, I think, like, uh, of, like, the family members and stuff who have reached out to me, uh, you know, because I, I live, like, in West Hollywood, like, in the Fairfax district, like, right where, uh, there was, like, a big protest two days ago, mm-hmm. um, I, I just I think like uh if you live where this stuff is happening it's way different than like if you're not near it like all all my family members in the suburbs like where I grew up are like concerned with looting and all that stuff mm-hmm. it's like looting looting's terrible but it's such a small part of what's happening and like it's just i feel like if that's like if that's what your concern is you're missing the whole point of everything and it's like if you actually went out to one of the protests, like it's very peaceful. nobody feels threatened by any of the protesters or anything like that and uh you know it's it's uh I mean the whole thing is obviously just a shame, but hopefully some sort of good is gonna come out of it and I think like especially you know I mean dude, there's a pandemic going on, it's like we're really not supposed to be out congregating in groups, but I think the fact that that people are shows how important this issue is,
0: mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And you mentioned the pandemic there. I want to talk a little bit kind of just about life in general for you right now as well. Um, First of all, I wanted to start by uh, talking about the the biography you have on on every one of your pages. Um, Because I know you're from New Jersey. um, And it caught me immediately. And then as I got into it, I realized what it was. So I'm assuming you're a pretty big Home Alone fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude, it's so funny. I always forget that I have that up there, and then people are like, yeah, the biography, I'm like, wait, what, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I literally just had to put something up on Spotify, like, a while ago, and I was like, I, I hate, like, artist bios, like, I just hate them. They're so, like, it's always like, so-and-so puts soaring synthesizers and ripping bass lines, it's just like, you <laughs> shut up, you know? So, I just, uh, yeah, I think, well, I just, like, copied, like, the plot of Home Alone, and I used, like, a the, the text replacement thing mm-hmm. to like just like swap out kevin for zookeeper <laughs>
0: nice. so was that like was that by design like you intentionally picked home alone because of you know being in that area and being your favorite to,
1: i just go to home alone all, all the time when it comes to like funny movie stuff mm-hmm. but uh but yeah it wasn't too much thought put into it <laughs> let's just say that. all
0: right oh and then the the other had one other kind of movie related question because i know just this on twitter you're trying to watch i think every tuesday you're trying to watch a 90s movie is that right? Is that are you I mean, still yeah, on that street?
1: Well, it, it's it's like kind of on hold now because mm-hmm. uh, of all this stuff happening. Absolutely, but, yeah. Yeah, like I just really like I, I I love like well I've noticed like movies that are, most of the movies that come out now are, are kind of lame, so I've been I've been using that app Letterboxd that uh, that I, I like I just found out about it. Uh, I guess it's been around for a while, but like you can sort by you can sort by date uh, released and. It was so crazy to me just going to, like, some of the years in the 90s and seeing, like, what movies were released that year and how many mega, mega movies came out, like, every single year in the 90s. And I realized, like, a lot of them – I mean, I've seen a ton of them, but there are also so many great ones, like, classics that I've never seen. So, yeah, like, during the – especially, like, the earlier part of quarantine, like, I was trying to just knock out one every night at the end of the night. It was a nice way of, like, disengaging from the news for a little bit because I'm always glued to – the news and and you know politics stuff and all that like during the day so yeah, it was kind of like a good way of, like put my phone down for an hour or two
0: oh yeah and I certainly wanted to get in here to your to your music career as well because that's you know, the, the main thing I want to talk about uh, and I like to kind of walk through a, a lot of the artists how they got to where they are uh, and so I first want to just start out by I, I know you you t- kind of started touring with Cash Cash as a, as a guitarist um, so how did you get into that spot where did you start with music to get to that point
1: yeah, so, uh, I grew up in Jersey, and, like, there was, like, a big, uh, especially, like, in the years that I was in high school, and a little bit before, um, you know, that was, that's, like, where, like, pop, punk, like, there was, like, a pop punk, like, hotspot, and, uh, bands like Midtown, you know, that, like, where Gabe went to Vancouver Starship, um, or, like, Jack Antonoff, like, he was, uh, he was in, like, a local Jersey band that we used mm-hmm. to see, at, like, local, you know, spot, like, like there, there were, there were a whole bunch of, like, uh, there's just a lot of music stuff happening, like in VFW halls and that kind of stuff, where I grew up. And so I, I played in like some of those bands. And the, the Cash Cash guys, like they had a band in that scene also. And I think like our bands played a show or two together. And then I'd kind of like gotten, when I was like 19, it just seemed like the band I was in, even though I loved it, it just like wasn't going to work out. So it's was sort of like, okay, like maybe I'm not going to play music uh, for you know my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then, it was weirdly, like, right around that time, uh, they were looking for, like, a guitar player, so I was like, yeah, whatever, like, let me just, uh, let me just see what, you know, see what this is all about, and, yeah, I was just, like, in the band, like, on tour, with, like, three weeks later.
0: So, did you start out as a guitar? Is that the first instrument that you picked up? No,
1: actually, I played drums in every band I was ever oh, in. Oh, wow. I could always, mess around on guitar, but, uh... Yeah, when I found out I was gonna like I, I was gonna try out for them, I literally just quit my job and and uh, I played guitar for like eight hours every day for like a week before before I went and tried out with them. All
0: right, and and when we look at, at your more electronic music production side, I, I'm kind of interested because I feel like the basis for a lot of uh, electronic artists is piano, uh, and it seems like yeah. yours was was more you know, drums, obviously drums and guitar. Is that do you yeah. see how that forms kind of a, a different style for you or how that's impacted the the music you produce
1: i mean i try to like make sure the drums are dope but i it's it's funny like i, I actually don't there are a lot of uh people using guitars and stuff now and like i actually try to not do it i'm sort of like no i want to do like other stuff now like i feel bad <laughs> i've had a couple sessions with people where they're like yeah like let's put a guitar in this and i'm like i'm sorry I'm just it's not really my vibe right now i mean i like like disco guitars like uh you know, like the Daft Punk kind of stuff, yeah. uh, like Michael Rogers, like all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like I don't have a guitar in my home studio. Uh, I mean, I have like acoustic guitar that I never mm-hmm. use on any of the records. But, um, no, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. I actually didn't really get into producing uh, music until like after I left Cash Cash, and uh, it was more like, I mean, I know it's like a taboo name to say, but it was really like the Doctor Luke sort of uh, pop production that like got me into. Like, I was interested in the simplicity of his production, mm-hmm. and that's what got me to, like, start sort of making, like, beats and, and, and that kind of stuff. And then as soon as I got into that, it was more, I was, I mean, I was into, like, Justice and that kind of stuff before that, but uh, that always seemed, like, too hard to even fathom, like, how to make this kind of stuff. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was more of the simplicity of, like, that sort of, like, 2010 era, like, pop music, Benny Blanco, like, all that all that kind of production.
0: Yeah. remixing i think that's certainly something you do a, a good amount of particularly when you uh you know at nice to meet you and, and uh guilty conscience are the two most recent ones oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for you um but i and a, a pretty i think pretty much every electronic artist at some point remixes songs and it's kind of how you, you get known but that, that's Breath. certainly got to be a bit of a different process when it comes to, to making a remix versus an original uh, an original song
1: i mean it is it's actually like for me it's It's sort of the same thing like i I started out doing remixes and uh that's sort of how I learned how to like produce uh you know like dance music and now like even even for the most part with original songs like I'm usually flipping some sort of demo vocal that's like uh it's usually a much different song mm-hmm. But I, I I pretty much try to I mean there's like there's definitely some sort of approach with the remix where it's like okay you know that people know the original song so what do I want to do with this um, but for the most part like I I do I, I used to do like more like you know instrumental type of records but I don't know recently I'm just like I, I just connect more with like having a vocal and I want to start with a good vocal that I can sort of play the bass lines and counterpoint and kind of it feels like a puzzle to me so I, I, I like that kind of approach
0: so when it comes to that stick here uh, at least right now on on just the the remixes you've had recently um how did like nice to meet you how did that come together how did you end up putting that together before you released it
1: uh you mean in terms of the actual just like production? the pro-
0: the production and uh, is that just something as well that you just you heard the song and decided you wanted to do a remix or were you approached?
1: no that, that was one yeah that was one where it just came from my managers I guess uh, they, they were contacted by the label or something uh, like they were looking for remixes for that song um, Guilty Conscience uh, I'm, I'm a, a good friends with the manager of, uh, of Shake mm-hmm. and he manages John Mayer also that's how I did the John Mayer remix um, and yeah they just asked me I mean we, we especially now it's like during quarantine now I, I've been reaching out to more people being like hey I want to remix this song Um, just because it's like, you know, there's a lot more free time right now, but, uh, but yeah, those two, those two came from like, sort of like the business side.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you, you mentioned, you've mentioned a little bit earlier, obviously when we were talking about going out to the the protests and things, you you talk about having more time. Is there anything else you're doing, uh, maybe music related or unmusic related when it comes to that free time?
1: I mean, right now, like this week, no, I feel like nothing, I haven't made music in, in days and like, uh it just, I just everything just seems like it's like it, unimportant compared to everything yeah. that's happening right now but uh but yeah like in quarantine i feel like it was kind of hard to get it going a, a little bit at first but i i you know after like a month like i feel like i kind of like settled into like a bit of a routine in terms of work but dude just cooking <laughs> i was like make i learned like well for the first like month of the quarantine i like was like all right let me like learn everything about like making cocktails and that kind of stuff and uh so I did that, but then you know, after like a month I was like, alright, I can't be like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, but uh but yeah, I don't know, meditating. I've been learning French on Duolingo, Ooh. I don't know. Just trying to trying to take a couple boxes that I <laughs> I was trying to like do stuff that I know I wouldn't have done if uh if I didn't have all this free time. So I'm trying to get some sort of positive something out of it. I gotcha. I know if we could that we would run away. But we'd only get halfway Cause between us there's all of this space
0: mm-hmm. We'll travel for the- I want to look now here too, uh, just kind of getting back to the music side here as well, uh, about some of the, the original songs, some of your recent original releases. Uh, the first one I want to look at it is parallel lines, I guess a pair, because uh, they kind of to some extent go together to me. Uh, and that's raindrops and parallel lines because they seem to be it's kind of a, a slight deviation from from your normal style I feel like it's a little bit more uh, of a deep house kind of trancey vibe that at least I get uh when I listen to your music and then those two are have a little more of that electronic bouncy piano sound to them that's kind of the base of the song uh-huh yeah yeah um I don't know I don't know if that's how you how you intended no, 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 it but no, that's kind of how right, it sounded to me sure, yeah
1: you're spot on. But what was what was the question? I'm sorry.
0: Um, just kind of uh, kind of talk about how you you came to those songs when it came to to making them a little bit different, uh, kind of than your your normal style that, that I hear.
1: Yeah, I mean, like parallel lines. Uh, parallel lines again. Yeah, that was another one. It was like a vocal that was a bit different than it came. I, I it's like pitched. I pitched it down in my version. Um, Cecilia Galt, it was a singer, was awesome, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think I, I don't like I said like uh, usually like if if I'm starting from a vocal, I just I try to find some chords, I try to find I try to find like chords, bass, and I try to find some sort of lead, and I want the, all those things to like work all together really nicely when they're played at the same time, and then just sort of spread out the arrangement, and let sort of different things happen at once, and then you know at the very end if they all play together and it works, that that's like kind of like when I was saying like the puzzle, like I want mm-hmm. that to fit together, then I feel like you can arrange it however you want. And I guess it was kind of the same with those songs. Like I tried to do the same sort of thing uh, with the production on both of those. And I guess I finished them both around the same time, so it's it's I it makes sense that you would kind of like see that they're similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, those those were both uh, those were just both like records that were kind of the same process. Like a, a vocal that I I just like go through like demo vocals all the time. Uh, like I probably go through like 40 demos a week and then I pick like one every month or something like that and uh, those were just two that I found like that
0: nice Well. I just have a you know a couple more questions for you here, and, and this kind of goes to uh, like what's coming forward. And obviously, there's a, a lot of uncertainty just with everything going on right now. Um, but what do you kind of have? And I know you're not a big teaser when it comes to to what you have coming up. But what kind of things are you looking at? What kind of direction are you you going with with everything that you're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm supposed to have another record actually coming out next week, but I think i asked that we push it back, and I think that's i think it's gonna happen. I'm not sure
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I'll probably figure it out i'll p- literally probably figure it out right after we get off the call but uh I mean it just like a n a nice mix of like more sort of like club and festival uh type of records uh, a little bit like I'll still be doing the stuff that like parallel lines which are more kind of like you know poppy dance mm-hmm. uh like stuff that could work on the radio but yeah i I want to go a little bit more like fifty fifty so the one that that is supposed to be coming out next week is more of like a club record and i have a few more of those in the pipeline i'm definitely going to do a lot more remixes Mm -hmm. so i'm just looking at my list (laughs) yeah i want to do like a bunch i want to do more remixes i've been doing a lot actually um in in this time so i'm assuming i'll probably just keep doing that for the rest of the year um but you know i mean it it was one of the biggest bummers for me of course with the quarantine it was like having to cancel a bunch of yeah. shows like it's like the first year where i really had like a ton of shows and uh and you know it was, yeah it was a real bummer to have to cancel those but hopefully once we kind of get everything on track it'll be back to that so the more shows i play the more i want to play i uh, the more i want to make uh you know sort of like club mm-hmm. and festival type of records so so, um so yeah, I think that that that's going to
0: be the vibe coming up. So that actually kind of brings up an interesting thought for me when it when it comes to you know having you don't really have a choice when it comes to canceling those concerts. How do you kind of deal with that because I know a lot of people even if you're not a you know an artist or a music producer had had trouble with with their income. Uh, I know a lot of you know freelance broadcasters who you know a lot of their their jobs go away because of that. How do you right. kind of wrap your head around that and then move forward because I got to think that's shocking kind of when when it all hits
1: yeah i mean I, yeah it's it's definitely not awesome um i mean like i said i'm I'm lucky that i'm getting i've been getting like, some remix opportunities and that kind of stuff uh but i to me it's like i mean i know everybody says this but it's not as long as i can pay my rent i'm i'm cool uh i'm not really like into having a ton of money or anything like i like playing shows because it's like just my favorite thing to do and i mm-hmm. like being in different cities and all that stuff so that's the biggest bummer of the whole thing um in terms of how it affects me yeah uh but uh but as yeah like I said like I'm lucky to have you know remix remixes stuff coming in and enough you know sort of songs that have you know been on the radio in the past year that it's like I'm I'm there are definitely people who are in like I really feel for people who are uh you know there's so many different like parts of dance music and like if you're if, if you're in if your genre is the type that really is like all about live performance uh, I, I'm really I'm concerned for those people and I, I really feel bad because I, I think uh, you know it, it's just it's got to be unbelievably tough and like I said hopefully we can sort of get everything together and get past this and get back to something normal in terms of touring um, because the worst thing would be you know I always hear about like comedians talk about there was like a, a, a something sort of happened in the '80s where stand-up comedy sort of died,
0: mm-hmm. and a lot
1: of people just had to pick different careers. And it would kill me if like that's what happened with with any sort of like music. Mm-hmm. Like the idea like losing some people who are great musicians because it's just not something that you can make a living doing anymore. I uh, would just be terrible. So yeah. I, I hope that doesn't happen.
0: Yo, I appreciate you taking the time to talk today. I always always enjoy talking to artists. This has, this has been a lot of fun. Oh, dude! Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Again, that was Zookeeper, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of our Open Mic Podcast.